Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked on Sooners podcast. On today's show, we are going to get into OU Texas. It is Red River Showdown time. We'll talk about the keys of the game, what Oklahoma has to do on offense and defense to come away with the victory in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, over the Texas Longhorns. We'll do that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners and on Facebook, Lockdown Sooners Podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time to make Lockdown Sooners your first listen of the day. Excited to break this game down for you and get you ready for Oklahoma and Texas. 117th meeting between the two teams, including a Big 12 championship just a few years ago. This is going to be a great game yet again. It's two teams that are both ranked in the top 25. Texas just got back into the top 25 after dropping out because of their loss to Arkansas a few weeks back. They've been on a roll. They scored 50-something points against Rice. They scored 70 against Texas Tech and then got a big win on the road against one of their Big 12 nemesis in TCU. Now you say it was just TCU. They only scored 32 points, but Gary Patterson is kind of the Chris Kleiman to Texas that Chris Kleiman is to OU. Just a guy that has kind of had Texas's number since they joined the Big 12. I think they've got like Texas has only won now three times since TCU joined the Big 12. So for Texas to get a win against that team on the road in Fort Worth, yeah, it's only a five-point win, but it was a game that they controlled for pretty much most of the game. Um, and I think this is a Texas team that's coming in playing really, really good football. Now, are they a perfect team? Not at all, but they're a team that is definitely dangerous and can and can hurt you. Uh, currently, they rank uh, 16th, according to Pro Football Focus. They're sixth in the country in points and 22nd in yards. Uh, by comparison, the Oklahoma Sooners are pro football focused ninth ranked offense and are 43rd in yards per game and 15th in points per game. And kind of the big difference here is how they do it. You know, Oklahoma is a much better passing game, passing team than Texas, while Texas is a much better running team than Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma ranks seventh in the country in passing, sorry, 30th in the country in passing, while Texas is ninth, 90th in passing yards per game, while Texas is fifth in the country in rushing yards per game, while Oklahoma is 75th in the country in rushing yards per game. So both teams are able to put up a lot of points, but at the same time, they do it in different ways. Obviously, Texas is led by running back Bajan Robinson, but they've also got some really strong players and key uh, Keelan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. It's a, a pretty dynamic trio of running backs. They each average more than you know six and a half yards per carry. I think the backups are averaging more than seven yards per carry. It, they're going to be a threat. Even when Bajan Robinson's not in the game, the Texas running game is going to be a threat. And 
Steve Sarkeesian, if he's smart, he's going to want to keep the ball on the ground, keep Oklahoma's offense off the field, and try to wear down the Oklahoma defense. The last thing that he wants is a fresh Oklahoma pass rush coming after Casey Thompson on third down. Casey Thompson's not been very good against pressure, and the Texas offensive line is dealing with injuries. If they get into third and long situations against the Oklahoma Sooners, it's going to be big-time trouble for the Texas Longhorns. Now, Casey Thompson's played well in, in a couple games this year against Rice and against Texas Tech. He had really, really good games after taking over for Hudson Card uh, in the Arkansas game. But against TCU, he kind of struggled a little bit. Was not very efficient. Gary Patterson took away a lot of the underneath stuff. And so much of how this game goes is going to be dependent on how well Oklahoma is able to stop Bajan Robinson or at least slow him down without having to overcommit extra resources to Bajan Robinson and the running game. Because as soon as you do that, Steve Sarkeesian is going to be able to dial up play action and beat you over the top or find the one-on-one matchups and try and beat you over the top. Now, Casey Thompson, not a great downfield thrower as one of my colleagues over at the Longhorns wire uh, referenced in one of our pieces earlier this week, he, you know, he just said, yeah, Casey Thompson can't throw deep. And so I would imagine that, you know, link Alex Grinch comes into this game trying to force that force Casey Thompson to try and beat them over the top. I think that'll play right into Oklahoma's hands. Oklahoma's got an athletic secondary, especially on the outside. If they're able to get Woody Washington back, that'll be a huge boost. But even with, you know, Latroma Cutchin, DJ Graham, Jaden Davis playing on the outside, that'll be huge. Woody, uh, Billy Bowman, he's going to have a tough matchup this week against Jordan Whittington. But I think it's a matchup that he's going to be up to the task for. He was really good against blanking on his first name, but oh, Philip Brooks from Kansas State last week just allowed one reception on three targets in coverage. So he's, he's really growing into his own. He's becoming a really good slot cornerback player. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in this matchup against another really good slot wide receiver in Jordan Whittington. But so much of this game, man, it's going to come down to Bijan Robinson in the running game. Can Oklahoma get enough guys to him to bring him down on first contact? They can't afford to miss 15 tackles in this game and keep it close or play well on defense. The defense is going to have to rally. They're going to have to play with speed. They're going to have to... Be careful not to over-pursue, but they're going to have to get multiple guys to Bajan Robinson. Secondarily, they're going to run some read option. Oklahoma has struggled on the read option game somewhat this year. they got to figure out a way to make sure that they are aware of Bajan Robinson, trying to get to him quickly to try and bring him down as a team, and at the same time, not over-pursuing or over-committing and allowing Casey Thompson to sneak out on the edge off the backside. So it's twofold. They got to they got to watch Bajan Robinson, but they also got to stay true and stay true to their assignments as they try to mark Casey Thompson as well, because he'll have opportunities to run. And because so many guys are going to be focused on Bajan Robinson getting the football. So that's just one of those things that they're really going to have to be careful with. You know, Gary Patterson last week was able to kind of sit on the underneath stuff and force uh, Casey Thompson to try and beat him. And he wasn't able to do it. He was just 12 or 22, uh, had a touchdown, had an interception. And that's the kind of game you want to force Casey Thompson into is attempt to, to make him throw down the field because he's just not very accurate downfield. And of course, as soon as I say that, Casey Thompson comes into this game and has one of the best games of his career. Because just that that's just how the jinx works, right? Uh, I think the Oklahoma defensive front can handle Texas's offensive line. 
I think the linebackers are fast enough and are, are pretty good tacklers that if they can get to Bajan Robinson, they should be able to bring him down, but he's one of the more difficult running backs to play against. We saw him struggle last year against Brees Hall. You know, they struggled with a little bit different player in Deuce Vaughn last week, but that was more as a receiving threat. So yeah, it's going to be really fascinating. This is one of those situations where, you know, Oklahoma is ranked number seven in the country in rush defense. Oklahoma is ranked number fifth in the country in rush offense, which is going to bend. Is it going to be the top ranked run defense or the top ranked run offense? Neither has played a top offense or defense on, on that side of the ball. You know, Oklahoma hasn't played a top running offense except for like Nebraska, but Nebraska does it a little bit differently than a traditional running game. And in turn, Texas hasn't played a top run defense like Oklahoma. So it's going to be really fascinating to see how that one plays out because how that how the run game goes for Texas and how well Oklahoma is able to stop it is going to go a long way to determining whether or not Oklahoma can win this game because Texas is going to try and limit Oklahoma's possessions. They're going to try and make it to where Oklahoma has to score every single time they have the ball. And I would imagine that that's going to be a lot of four down opportunities for C. Sarkeesian and the Texas offense because you – You've seen it. I've seen it. Oklahoma struggles on fourth down for some reason, for whatever reason. Maybe it's because they get into a lot of fourth and shorts, and it's a lot easier of a, of a conversion than like a fourth and four, fourth and five. But even on those you know, fourth and longs, they've struggled to get off the field. And that's something they're going to have to clean up as well as they're tackling heading into this week. But coming up next, let's talk about what Oklahoma has to do offensively to beat Texas. And then in the last segment, I'll give you five bold predictions that I wrote about for this game over at the Sooners Wire. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate, and it comes in great flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, my personal favorite, the peanut butter brownie. You can also get cookies and cream and German chocolate, and they're always coming out with promotional flavors like recently they had cookie dough chunk and it is fantastic i got a box and then i ordered two more because it was so good and if you're not sure which built bar you want to try make sure you get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors you can try them all and then figure out which ones you like the best they got 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories four or five grams of sugar it's my breakfast pretty much every single morning, and it gives me the, all the energy I need to get through the first part of my work day. So go to builtbar.com, sorry, built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Go to built.com. Built Bar is now the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. I also want to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is fantasy sports made easy. Are you into daily's fan daily fantasy? Do you like prop picks? Well, prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdown, even interceptions thrown. All you can get 50, up to $100 in bonus money. By using our promo code locked on, you can pick two to five players and over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. So go to prizepicks.com, use promo code locked on to get a 100% welcome bonus up to $100. That's prize picks daily fantasy made easy. 
And as we are here on Locked On Sooners, getting you ready for the Red River Shootout, Red River Rivalry, Red River Showdown, whatever you call it. Thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and soon coming to YouTube. Excited about launching that here coming up. It'll be a lot of fun to be able to talk Oklahoma Sooners football with you and let you see my face for maybe the first time. But now let's talk about what Oklahoma has to do offensively to beat the Texas Longhorns, win their third straight Red River rivalry game. Um, as far as like in the Cotton Bowl, uh, that'd be, you know, they, they lost the 2018 matchup with Kyler Murray, but won in 2019 with Jalen Hurts and uh, last year with Spencer Rattler. It would be their fourth straight win in the series if you count the Big 12 championship, but third straight in the Cotton Bowl uh, for Red River, Rival- Red River Rivalry. Man, I can see why they changed the name from Rivalry to Showdown because that Red River Rivalry is a that's a tongue twister right there. So let's talk about Oklahoma's offense. So we talked about it last segment. Their passing game is better than Oklahoma or better than Texas's. Um, and this is where p- perhaps uh, Oklahoma is going to be able to take advantage of the Texas Longhorns. Now, Texas ranks 69th in the nation in pass defense uh, with 224 passing yards allowed per game. Um, that's not a ton, but the fact that they're 69th in the country, that's, you know, that's, that's way down there. So, um, Look for Oklahoma to continue using the quick passing game. You know, teams have found a little bit of success taking away the deep ball from Spencer Rattler and the Sooners offense by making them drive the field. You know, the, the problem with having to drive the field and not getting any, any explosive plays, it means that you basically have to be perfect for 10 to 14 plays on a drive to not have your drive stalled. And that's really what defenses are betting on. They're they're betting on a untimely holding penalty. They're betting betting on a false start or they're betting on a dropped pass or an interception or, you know, they're betting on being able to get a team into third and long and come up with a sack last week against Kansas state. That bet didn't really pay off. Oklahoma was able to score on seven of their eight offensive drives. And if they're able to find the same level of efficiency this week, then I would have, I would not be surprised to see um, the Sooners really uh, score a lot of points in this game as well, because yeah, Oklahoma is going to have an opportunity to, to do what they want. I mean, we talked about just a second ago that Texas's pass offense is 69th in the country in yards per game. Well, their rushing offense is 93rd in the country in yards per game. And so that really kind of plays into the Oklahoma Sooners hands that as Texas attempts to take away the deep ball, it leaves one less guy in the box to be accounted for. And Oklahoma is going to be able to run the, run the ball really well. We saw it last week. Kennedy Brooks led the way for the Sooners. Eric Gray was pretty good, even though he got limited touches. And so I imagine this is going to be one of those games where if the running game, if the run is there, Oklahoma is going to try to exploit it. Uh, but otherwise they're going to be more comfortable that with letting Spencer Rattler throw the ball. Now they're not going to be throwing it 40, 50 times. They're, they're looking for balance as always. But, um, yeah, the Oklahoma Sooners, they're going to need to be efficient, capitalize on the opportunities that Texas provides them, and and take what's there. You know, if there's not a deep ball there, then don't force the deep ball. 
you know, there, there were several times last week where, you know, like the Mike Wood or the interception that he threw where, um, you know, Mike Woods is pretty well double covered. I think Rattler was probably looking for a back shoulder fade on that one. And Woods just kind of kept the route going on the nine route on the fly route, uh, a little bit of miscommunication there as they, they saw something different. Uh, I think that's something they got to work on. You know, is it going to be a back shoulder fade or is it going to be a fly route? They need to get to simplifying things a little bit as opposed to trying to make that read on the fly. Cause we saw the same thing on Mario Williams deep ball as well. Mario Williams had a step on his defender, but Rattler chose to throw it back shoulder and try and get the kind of the, the take advantage, excuse me, take advantage of the defensive back that was playing um, leverage, playing an upfield leverage and not really looking for the ball. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Lincoln Riley approaches this game. As always, he's going to be looking for that balance, but Texas is going to allow them some opportunities to, to put up some yards and put up some points. You know, even though they, they allowed or they scored 70 points on Texas tech, they allowed tech to score 30 something points. So this isn't, and you know, we saw Arkansas score 40 and they're not necessarily like a juggernaut offense, but they scored 40 points on the Longhorns. And so Oklahoma is going to have a, an opportunity to score points. It's just going to be a matter of, can they get enough stops on defense that the offense isn't having to score every single time on the field? Obviously, if they score every single time on the field, it's going to be really hard for Texas to to replicate that, to duplicate that when they're on the field. But that's what Texas is going to try and do. Texas is going to try and make Spencer Rattler and the Sooners offense drive the length of the field to score points. And hopefully they're, they're ready to go they're in sync and and they're efficient because if that's what it's going to take all year, then they better get really good at it. And last week, Spencer Rattler was really, really good at it. I mean, we've, we've been somewhat critical of, of Rattler's decision-making at times, but man, against Kansas state, he was on point. Uh, but yeah, the other thing in this game that it comes down to, I feel like is getting Marvin Mims involved. And now I'll offer a little bit of a bold prediction in the next segment, but I think we saw last week what happens when this offense is able to get Marvin Mims, the ball in space, he's able to make a lot of plays happen for you. And so Oklahoma needs to remember that Marvin Mims is your best wide receiver and you got to get him at, you know, more than two targets in a game. I mean, he's a guy that should probably have five to 10 targets every game, but because of the wide receiver depth that the Oklahoma Sooners have, he's going to have fewer opportunities because, you know, Mike Woods is going to get some, Jane Hazelwood will get some, Drake Stoops will get some, uh, Mario Williams is getting quite a few targets as well. So they spread the wealth a little bit, but Marvin Mims has to be the guy that you focus on. And it's because he's going to be a tough task for Texas, whether it's in the, the intermediate part of the field or the deep part of the field, Marvin Mims is going to threaten the defense and it's going to, he's going to make, the, make them pay at some point with a big game or big game. Uh, so yeah, let's talk bold predictions. Let's talk what I feel like could happen, but it's a little bit unlikely to happen. But again, it could happen. We'll talk about that after I tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is where the game starts. And I want to tell you again, thank you so much for making. Locked On Sooners, your first listen every day. If you're looking for another great show to listen to, go check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast with our guy, Josh Neighbors. 
does a great job covering the Big 12, all aspects, every single team. And every week we do a nice little round table with all the Big 12 hosts that cover Locked On Horned Frogs, Locked On Pokes, myself and Josh Neighbors. And it's just a fun time, great show where we go through everything that's going on in the Big 12. And you know, on yesterday's show, we talked about did Texas dodge a bullet by not hiring Urban Meyer? And they're the really, really great conversation on the whole Urban Meyer situation. And uh, definitely go check that show out, Locked On Big 12. You can find it on the Locked On Sooners feed, or you can check it out on YouTube, Locked On Big 12. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. But now I want to give you a few bold predictions before I give you my prediction for this game. So first of all, bold prediction. Now remember, bold predictions aren't necessarily things that are going to happen. These are things that are unlikely to happen, but have a chance to happen, if that makes sense. And I wrote about this over at the Sooners Wire, so you can see a little bit more of my explanations over there. But I think that the Oklahoma Sooners defense is going to continue to live up to the level of play that we've seen the you know first five weeks of the season. And they're going to hold Bajon Robinson under 100 yards rushing. Now, that is the boldest of the boldest predictions. I don't think anybody's expecting Bajon Robinson to get slowed down in this game. You know, he might have a drive or two where he's he's getting you know, hammered and Oklahoma's containing the run game, but he's, it's going to be really unlikely for Oklahoma to hold him uh, to fewer than hundred yards rushing. Now it's possible. They've got the guys up front to be able to do that. They've got the, the mentality to be able to do that, which it takes a full team mentality of tackling in order to overcome a talent like John Robinson. Secondly, Uh, This is a week I think we finally see a back-to-back leading receiver. Marvin Mims led the Sooners in receiving last week against Kansas State. I think he does it again this week against the Texas Longhorns. Uh, He's going to rip off at least one big play in the passing game, and that's going to be huge for the Oklahoma Sooners' confidence and getting them into scoring position to because they're going to need a lot of points to score scored in this one to win this game. Uh, And then the you know kind of piggybacking off of the first one, while where I said. John Robinson won't rush for hundred yards. Here's another bold prediction for you. The Oklahoma running game will outgain the Texas Longhorns led by Kennedy Brooks. Uh, I feel like they're going to have a really, really nice day on the ground against a team that struggled a little bit up front. And then number four, I think Oklahoma continues the takeaway party. They've had turnovers in all but one game this season, and they seem to have a nose for the football. And so we're going to continue to encourage that. And, you know, they've Casey Thompson's been picked off three times um, and he's only started those three games. He's not been good under pressure uh, and Oklahoma's pass rush is going to affect him into situations where he turns the ball over. And then here's kind of the the other bold prediction. You know, I've been of the mind to pick this game close and, you know, I can offer you my my real prediction here in a second. But at times this game just feels like one that Oklahoma, if, you know, when they when they win it, they're going to win it big. And I think that Texas obviously does have the running game to keep it close. But if Texas or if Oklahoma gets up by a couple touchdowns or more in this game, it's going to be really hard for Casey Thompson to bring him back unless Oklahoma just goes full prevent defense early on. I just don't think that this is one of those situations where Casey Thompson is going to be capable of leading a comeback through the air against the Oklahoma Sooners. And so I think Oklahoma could win by double digit points in this game, even though this has been a matchup that's been close for the last 
I think it was like seven years. I looked it up at Winsipedia that it's been seven years since a team won by more than a score. And so I think that this is going to be one of those weeks that we finally see that happen. Oklahoma's rolling offensively now after that Kansas State game. I think they're back and ready to uh, take it to Texas, but it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this one plays out. Uh, but for my my real prediction, I think this one is going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to be another really close game between two bitter rivals. But I think in this one, as opposed to an overtime thriller that leads to touchdowns and two-point conversions, uh, interceptions in the end zone, I think Gabe Burkich is going to hit the game winner in this one. And the Oklahoma Sooners are going to win something like 30 to 27 or you know, 27 to 24. It's going to be a pretty tight, tight game. Both teams could end up putting up a lot of offense, but the the scoring will be a little bit few and far between. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms coming soon to YouTube. So make sure you are aware and ready for that. And we'll get you all caught up on everything that happens with the Oklahoma Sooners this weekend, as well as in Big 12 play. But until that time, make sure you go and follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners or on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And go check out my work over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And I look forward to you breaking down what hopefully will be an Oklahoma Sooners win after the game. My name is John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>